This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. I want to hear everybody who was at the Garden. Call us right now, 1-800-919-3776. Gordon, I'm exhausted. Bing bong. It was that kind of game, but Larry, never a doubt. Never a doubt. We have a Friday night game. Yes, the Knicks are alive. They, They finally, they did what you wanted. They yes. did what they did what I wanted to say yes. to, to, for them to do tonight, and they got a, a win, and they stave off elimination. You know, there's a whole different feeling about things now after this performance, which you might say is their best performance of the playoffs. You know, we keep mm-hmm. saying that they haven't had like a really good game, and it wasn't a good game maybe across the board, but there was more than. Then, then one or two guys chipping in, but uh, that's what we were looking for. They were back at home. There were some anxious moments. <laughs> Didn't feel great going in, even though I was confident last night. Didn't feel great after the first quarter. Mm-mm. But they responded, and they did what they had to do. <sighs> I'm, still, I'm still catching my breath, Gordon. I'm, I, was, um, I have a tough job here. I've been yelling and screaming at the TV, more mm-hmm. so this game than usual. I tried to keep myself calm, but to the point that uh, Mrs. Hardesty took a page out of Mrs. Damer's book and said, what is going on in there? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you talking to? I'm talking exactly. to the television, of course. <laughs> and then she's like, why are you yelling at Obi Toppin? I'm like, because he gives up the baseline all the time. You know, so I, it was one of those games. Uh, but listen, first of all, Quentin Grimes and Jalen Brunson, 48 minutes, Gordon? Yep. 48 minutes? I mean, that's that's incredible. Pressure, um, I mean, you take your hat off to both those guys. And and Brunson, once again, this is, this is the Jalen Brunson we saw all season, Gordon, his performance tonight. He was unbelievable. I, I mean, really, it is one of the great performances in Nick playoff history. Mm-hmm. 38 points. Nine rebounds, seven assists, one turnover. It's incredible. Playing every single minute of the game. And he was the one Nick that could consistently hit their free throws tonight as well. That's R.J. Right. Barrett did pretty well as well. Decent. But he was unbelievable. He has been unbelievable. He has been worth every penny that the Knicks are paying him. He's been worth every penny, and as the stakes get raised, he raised his game tonight. Just an absolutely sensational performance by him. And if you think you're tired, how do you think he feels? <laughs> he has a right to be tired. He has a right to be exhausted, as a matter of fact. He does. And we'll talk about, because we're right up against the clock, we'll talk about Julius Randle in a second. But, Gordon, once again, Quentin Grimes, I think, look, he hit a couple of threes. He, he, he did his best defensively. But his his best play, Gordon, what we're going to remember about him is his hurts his leg and steals the ball away from Jimmy Butler that leads to a basket. Yeah, and playing 48 minutes again. Exactly. We were wondering if quickly couldn't go, how was how was Tibbs going to uh, you know break down the minutes? He just made the starters play more. <laughs> That's right. He didn't, he didn't find anybody. He just he, you guys are. I, this is what works. I'm sticking with what works, and I'm going to ride it all the way to the finish. I'm going to squeeze every piece of juice out of it, and uh, he got every piece of juice out of uh, out of Brunson and Grimes tonight. And on R.J. Barrett too, I think has to chip in there. I thought Mitchell Robinson was better. Randall started horribly, but uh, still got the job done. So great win for the Knicks, and it's great to have a game on Friday. 
We'll talk more about it next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Well, you know, you got to play for 48 minutes. We knew they would make a run. You know, you take it possession by possession. I thought that plan from Lee was important for us. I thought the rebounding was a huge key. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Tom Thibodeau on 48 minutes of effort and two players (laughs) playing 48 minutes in Grimes and Brunson. And the Knicks who looked like a different team, Gordon, diving for loose balls, getting rebounds, offensive rebounds, and something we will see for the rest of the series, Fowler Robinson. Yeah, we need a better name. Maul Mitch, something, I don't know. Yep, yep. Bob Rob or something, I don't know. Hacker Robinson does not work. No, it does not, but that's what they were doing. Yeah, oh, no question. You know, you know. Um, so, but nevertheless, you know, the Knicks, the Knicks played well, uh, before we get to the calls, a bunch of people want to, want to talk. I'll be brief and then I'll let Gordon go ahead. Um, he did not start out great as you alluded to, but give a lot of credit to Julius Randall tonight. This is more of the player that we've seen, not so much on the boards, but the scoring, he was more, you could just see it, Gordon. He, he was more relaxed after he got started. It seemed like after he hit that that uh, jumper near the end of the half, was it, or near mm-hmm. the end of the quarter? Yeah. Uh, it, the second half, he was just more relaxed. And you could just see he's better running into the three as opposed to just standing and shooting the three. He started one for seven. Uh, I felt like the, the entire team was kind of tight. I thought almost felt like both teams were kind of tight in that first quarter because it really didn't – until the uh, Miami won on that little bit of a run – at the end of the first quarter, it seemed like neither team could really throw it in the ocean. But then the, the Knicks went to the, the bench there a little bit at the start of the second quarter. They got rolling. Obi had that put back, you know, the, the alley-oop. Um, so I thought that they started getting rolling there and, and just kind of – that kind of broke the ice. And for Randall to get hit in the eye the way he did and have the start he did, and it could have gotten ugly. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're down 10 after one quarter. And that, that crowd was seemed like a little anxious as well. So good for the Knicks, good for Randall, and let's move on to Friday. They only scored 14 points in that first quarter, Gordon. It was not, it was not pretty. <laughs> it was not a pretty quarter. It was not the way you wanted to start a, a, a no. must-win game after all these questions about effort and heart and all those type of things. And then they were up 19 to 20 in the third. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a roller coaster with this team. Roller coaster. Off to the phones we go. Spike is in St. Pete. Hey, Spike, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. <laughs> Oh, can I exhale now? Man, I'll tell you, I give Randall credit. He gives us, then he takes it away. But uh, 51 years since two Knicks played 48 minutes. And I'll tell you, you, I think you said it, Gordon. At this point, I'm so groggy. Or one of you guys said it. I think you, Gordon. Uh, Grimes showed, like my buddy called me during the end of the game. He says, that's a gritty win because uh, Miami wasn't shooting well at all. And, you know, Butler is so great. He just got the ball to other guys. But to allow Duncan Robinson to get loose, it was really bothering me. But Mitchell bent his knees on the free throw, Larry. Yep, he did. 
make, make three in a row, you know, hold the parade. And I said, get, would you get him out and get it to, you know, 204 and have a possession? Uh, but it was a tough win, and you're paying the price of a short rotation now. So technically, two guys played 48. The other three chewed up the minutes because I believe Hart is hurt. I believe uh, um, Grimes is hurt. He, he looked like his knee went. You know, yeah, I, I don't. I didn't see it close enough, but he made that play that taught to you know all on instinct. And Brunson may not be hurt, but he's fatigued, that's for sure. They were on him like white on rice, man. They just didn't let him breathe. And what really bothered me more than anything, you both know where I'm coming from. How do you have a five-second violation at the end of the game? I mean, whoever was doing the game, the announcer, well, there's not much room down there. It's not like before 1995. You can throw the ball into the backcourt, for God's sakes. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I'll take the win, and I don't know how we're going to possibly win a game down there, but we got a game to watch Friday. So look forward to the calls, boys, and get some rest today. We were all yelling at our televisions. (laughs) I know I was, Spike. Thanks for the phone call. 1-800-919-3776. Jamie's in the Big Apple. Jamie, you're next on 98.7. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? We got you. Got me, man. Coming from the garden right now, driving to Connecticut. What an incredible atmosphere. I mean, I lost my voice at the end of the first quarter. We're down 10 points. Super excited about the win. But here's the question, guys. How do we duplicate that? We got two players playing 48 minutes. That's not sustainable. We all know it. What do we do for game six? I'm thinking Derrick Rose has to get playing time. The Frenchman, he could come in and give some – Minutes, I mean, who, who's playing? Josh Hart looked like he was hurt. He never came back um, to play in the game. So there has to be an adjustment if we want to win game six. I'm listening. All right, Jamie, thanks for the phone call. Uh, no Derrick Rose, no, Ever- no, no Evan Fournier. You're not going to see either one of them. How do we get this win without Evan Fournier? I don't know. He was so Maybe fortunate. the most amazing aspect of the game, the Knicks won it without Evan Fournier's contribution. Uh, you're going to need Josh Hart to give you more. And I yep. don't know what his condition is going to be, Gordon. I don't know. He he just doesn't look right. So he's probably still suffering from the injury he had like before the postseason. Uh, so you need to get more from him. And what you need is I think you'll need Julius Randle to kind of continue to pick up where he was tonight. And you need R.J. Barrett to continue to play well. And uh, listen, right now it's not fair to compare the benches because the Knicks really, um, their bench is hurt. You know, you got no quickly. Uh, so, you know, we're hearing the stats. Was it 42-8 or, or 6 or something like that? 42-8 for uh, Miami outscored their bench. And most of that was, you know, uh, threes being bombarded because the starters weren't shooting that well. So I just think it's going to be similar. Uh, I do think, though, Gordon, that you'll see him, you'll see Tibbs try to sneak Brunson where, you know, you take him out with maybe like two minutes at the end of the first period, right? So he's got the two minutes of that period plus between the periods and then bring him in like the start of the second. You might see them do something like that too to kind of finagle the time. Tibbs is going to channel his inner Apollo Creed. There is no tomorrow. That's there right. is no there is no bench. There is nobody coming to help you. There's nobody coming to save you. It's not Tarek Rose. It's not, it's not Evan Fournier. It's the group that you have, and they have to play their best when they play. And that's what they have to figure out how to do that. 
And it, it seems like with the game being on Friday, it's not four days off. It's not the first round anymore. They're, they're going to have to, I don't know what you do, a, hyperbi- a hyperbaric chamber, the extra sleep, extra naps. I don't know. But the group that they have, that's the group they're going with. No question about it. Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Hey, good evening, guys. I'm pretty much having a fantastic day. I was um, just uh, I was at the Yankee game earlier. I was able to talk my job into making it into a trip, so that was always a fun thing. And got the Knicks, got to see the Knicks win. And I just gotta say, um, it was a great win for me from my my, my vantage point watching the game. Because it showed that one Tibbs needed to have that quick cook on Julius Randle because uh, on the, in that first quarter because it was just not rolling the right way and when that second quarter started and you saw Ob kind of make a couple of highlight plays it really changed the game and it really refocused Julius Randle and I also got to bring up you know R J Barrett you know he may not be the best player. I know that, you know, he had a big mind blunder, as Spike said earlier. But um, can can we just really start throwing away uh, guys who are consistent 20-point scorers in the playoffs now? Because <laughs> he, he, he's been he's been he's been very good. He's been very good, and I think it's more of the fact that since the game, the playoffs is more of a slower tempo game, and he kind of always was that slow starter. It actually works in his advantage. So we got to actually, you know actually look at and appreciate the value that he brings. He had a he had a pretty good game tonight, Jose. Thanks for the phone call. I mean the five second violation kind of takes away from it. But from an offensive standpoint, Gordon, he continues the three of eight from three, uh, okay, I'll deal with it. Seven of eight from the free throw line is huge for him. And uh Gordon he continues to go to the basket and, and challenge. And so as long as they can do that, as long as he can do that, I mean he's gonna help you desperately at a time when you need scoring because your bench is so depleted. We said it during the regular season when he had a very inconsistent and really we'd have to say a bad regular season. The one saving grace, he could change the narrative with a good postseason. And I think that he's even changed the narrative which what with a postseason that didn't start out that great. You take a look at his last few uh, games here in this series, and he's the one guy – that feels like it's almost like a mindset for him that he is going to be aggressive in driving to the basket. It's almost like a frustration, it seems like, that he has that that other guys aren't doing that. So uh, I think he has turned the narrative around. And and another thing with Nick fans, when guys are down, Barrett, they said it about, when Randall's bad, wow, we got to get away from him. We got to go. This is the group. This is the group you got to win with right now. So yeah, it's great to see Barrett play well. It's good to see Randall bounce back tonight. Uh, and, and this is the group. We got to f- figure it out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know the pieces you got. Figure out the puzzle from there. Lou's in Manalapan. What's up, Lou? Hey, how's it going, fellas? Lou, uh, let's go Knicks. I mean, I, I was working uh, at the Garden tonight. Um, real exciting stuff. Uh, very nervous throughout the whole day and and the night um you know but you know the way that they played tonight it kind of gets them a little more momentum i mean they figured out their problems with the rebounding their defense you know that string of 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 possessions for miami where where um where kevin love kept chucking up shots you know you have to love that from the knicks 
they're forcing they're forcing everything um and and you know i i just like their shots the last the last two games i know it was a loss the last game but um i think that there's momentum going into into miami that they could capitalize on you know they they're playing chippy in the paint you know miss robinson even though he's he he hacks you know a lot I, I just I feel a little more confident today, especially since Julius Randle is making the smart play and R.J. Barrett's kind of bringing in some leadership. So I'm excited. Well, I'm you should be, excited. Lou. You should be. Thanks for the phone call because your team forced the sixth game. Now, I don't know what's going to happen down in Miami, but for me, Gordon, the big thing is the season didn't end tonight on your floor. Okay, you performed on your floor in your building. You did what you had to do. All right, now – if you want to come back in your building, you have to go to Miami and win the game. You can do that. Gordon, you, 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 it's not like you haven't won there before, but here's where it's going to be tougher, and I'll explain it to you next. You're listening to ESPN New York Tonight on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. It's ESPN New York Tonight. Here on 987 ESPN. Gordon, let's head back to the phones. Let's do it. Uh, Merv is in Winfield. What's up, Merv? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, <laughs> I haven't really been watching much of the games. I've been listening to them on the radio because I got stuck one day and they've been winning and playing good, so I'm going to keep it going like that. But I just have a few things to say. Like with Stephen A. Smith jumping the bandwagon already, saying he wasn't going to the game tonight. Just because they play bad down in Miami, they need all the fans now, and they need the wild fans. And Brunson is this guy is unbelievable, man. I, I don't. It's it's just crazy how good he's playing, and I'm just enjoying this run because nobody had us here, and we got one more game to play now and see what happens. See if we can bring it back to the Garden. Let's go, Nick. All right, Merv, thanks for checking in. Gordon, Jalen Brunson, the sixth player in Nick franchise history to record 35 points, five rebounds, five assists in the playoff game, joining Patrick Ewing, who did it twice, Walt Clyde Frazier, who did it twice, Carmelo Anthony, Bernard King, and Willis Reed. He's also the third Knicks, the third player in Knicks history with 35, 5, and 5 when facing elimination joining Patrick Ewing and Walt Clyde Frazier. So as you mentioned, this was a outstanding history-making performance from Jalen Brunson, who, if I'm his agent, I'm going back in and we want to renegotiate our contract. He's uh, He has been – think about all the, the failed moves the Knicks have made through the years, Ugh. trades. Uh, I mean, he has been everything you could ask for and more, and as the, as the spot has gotten bigger – he has played better, and um, what more could you possibly ask for him tonight? Um, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. You really couldn't. I mean, it was fitting that it was the ball was in his hands as the clock was ticking away and yep. the final seconds of a game he played every second of. So uh, what a fa- fantastic performance by him tonight. He was incredible. He was incredible. Lee's in Manhattan. What's up, Lee? Lee, you there? All right, I hear him. I don't him. know if Lee hears us. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have him call back. Uh, Dante's in Queens. What's up, Dante? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Um, obviously, I'm glad that they forced the game quick. So, you know, you don't have to. Where'd you to go, Dante? We can't hear you. 
No, I said obviously yeah, glad they forced a game six so you don't have the embarrassment of getting eliminated on your home floor. But two quick um, points I wanted to make. I mean, obviously Brunson playing another 48 minutes is not sustainable. With I, I guess I don't know his status for game six yet or he's it. But you got to, you know, if you don't want to put Rose in, you're going to have to give Deuce at least eight to ten minutes. And this is the thing. Even if Deuce isn't scoring, you know he's playing elite-level defense. So, like, I, I feel – and then also we got to find a way to, like, to, to keep guys in front so you don't have so many open threes. Yes, thank you. All right, Dante. You know? uh, a couple of things. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Thanks for the phone call. A couple of things. Um, and this is what I meant. So let me pay off my tease, Gordon. The the shots that Miami missed in the Garden tonight, Gordon, there's a really good chance they're not missing those shots in Miami. Uh, Lowry was not the same player tonight that he has been in Miami mm-hmm. in this series. Uh, Duncan Robinson it really saved them. Duncan Robinson was the guy that kept them in this game. Otherwise, the Knicks could, otherwise Jalen Brunson and Quentin Grimes could have got some minutes off. Not many, because you know Tibbs. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe two or three minutes off they would have gotten off. <laughs> but you know, so that's where you understand that you're going to have to make some adjustments. And once again, talking about defending and closing out, Gordon, they do such a great job. When you watch their offense, Miami. They do such a great job with their cutting and moving off the pick and roll and whatnot, and they didn't shoot great either tonight. I mean, they were they, they were they were not exactly you know hitting the bullseye themselves. Mm-hmm. So, once again, you hope that Randall can give you what he gave you tonight, and maybe a little bit more. You hope that Brunson can give you close to what he gave you tonight. I don't know that you can expect him to give you the same thing he gave you tonight, but hopefully he can give you close to that and. A little bit more from Grimes, a little bit more from Hart, a little bit more from RJ, and and that's where you're going to have to make up your points. And also, I think what you're going to need to do is your big men who played much better tonight going to have to be a bit more aggressive off the offensive boards and try to get some layups and some dunks. And so this way you can make up some points. The other thing that they cannot do, they can't turn the ball over the way they did tonight and allow Miami to just capitalize on them. They did have a lot of them, uh, not from Brunson, but from from just about everybody else. Look, a lot went right for the Knicks tonight. Yes, absolutely. Uh, they, 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 they shot almost 50% for the game. They went to the foul line more than twice. The, the Heat, th- those things are not going to happen. They won the rebounding battle decisively. They won the offensive boards as well. Um, all those things are not going to go their way. But Tibbs is – the way I think Tibbs looks at this is – I got to win this game. This mm-hmm. is the only game that matters. I'm not worried about game six. I'm not worried about game seven. I'll worry about it when I get to it. So his plan tonight was if I got to play Jalen Brunson 48 minutes to win this game, I'm going to play Jalen Brunson 48 minutes. He's looking at it in a, in a one-game season, and that's the way they should be looking at it right now because mm-hmm. if they don't win the game, the season is over. So a lot went right for the Knicks tonight. I don't know if that's sustainable for the next game, but you know what? There is a next game, yeah, and that's all that matters. That's the bottom line. Here's Lee. He's back. He's in Manhattan. He's on 98.7 ESPN. Gentlemen, good evening. Lee. You know, I'm going to say what, I, what, I've been, what I've been preaching. It's all about the karma. That's all I'm going to say. It's all about the karma. But I got my wish 
Knicks fans got their wish, and that was if tonight be the last game that the Knicks win for whatever reason, I'm glad that they won the game tonight at the Garden. I mean, for the fans' sake. Because that was a game to remember. I mean, and that second unit is what kept the Knicks in the game. I'm hoping that Julius Randle learned from not holding on to the ball. He's doing too much of that spin cycle stuff. And, he, you know, and you notice when the second unit came in there, it was a different Nick. It was a different Nick team. But as I said, you know, for the Garden faithful, you know, and for the fans to see a Nick game tonight and to watch and hear a Nick game tonight, if they don't win another game, we won our last game at home. And hope that we can move on further into the playoff. But as I said, it's all about the karma. Have a good one, gentlemen. Always a pleasure. All right, Lee. Thanks for checking in. What the second unit did, Gordon, with uh, Obi Toppin leading the way was push the basketball and get the mm-hmm. tempo going. The yep. pace was much better. Oh, not not even close. It was it was like night and day. It was just like night and day, and that's how they – now, they gave it back. <laughs> but but at least they got it going to the point that it was like a change of tempo. And that's what your bench is supposed to do, Gordon. They're supposed to change the tempo and try to get – you know, keep – push the lead or extend the lead until you can get your starters back in there. I, I need you to explain something to me. Mm-hmm. How did Josh Hart get assessed a flagrant one on that play, but with Jimmy Butler? How is how is that a flagrant foul? That is the Kawhi Leonard rule. Oh my! I mean, what what are we doing? Yeah, that's the Kawhi Leonard move rule. He kicked of, out his leg. Yeah, and you have to allow the offensive player somewhere to come down. Because of you remember the series, I um, remember. But yeah. I mean, how so is that that's a the rule. flagrant, 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 flagrant foul one? The nineties Knicks like somewhere right now are laughing their heads off that that's a flagrant. Nineties <laughs> Knicks. What about the eighties? The eighties and nineties Detroit Pistons. Oh, forget <laughs> it. They've laughed themselves silly. Bill Lambert is somewhere like yeah. I couldn't that's play a flagrant. This game. Oh my god. <laughs> Jeff Rulin, Rick Mahorn, yeah. that's the, oh, I'll show you flagrant. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm going to get a flagrant, I'm going to get my money's worth. That's right. I'll lay you out. I mean, it's unbelievable. More of your calls on 98.7 ESPN is next. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, let's go to Mark in Brooklyn. Mark, you're next on 98.7. Good night right now to be a Knicks fan. Um, one interesting stat that I've been tracking throughout the Knicks playoff run so far is that the first team that reaches triple digits, that hits 100 points, has been the team to win every single game in every game the Knicks have played this postseason so far. Now, I'm not sure if that's something correlating to how their defense is doing during that game or whatever, but I just thought it's a very interesting stat. I want to throw at you guys. All right. Well, there, there was a there was a broadcaster. Was it Ralph Lawler? Uh, he used to broadcast the Clippers, and that was mm-hmm. like his rule: like the first team to a hundred almost always wins the game. Yep. So you're not alone in that. No, you are not. No, you are not. As a matter of fact, Gordon. Speaking of a hundred points, and thanks for the phone call. 
Entering this game today, New York had failed to score 100 points in 27 consecutive playoff games when facing elimination. So let's see if they can make it two in a row when they head down to Miami on Friday. And look, are the, are the odds long that they're going to go down to Miami? Yes. Uh, a lot of things that we pointed out tonight went the Knicks way. They probably won't go the Knicks way in the next game. But all the pressure tonight was on the Knicks. Mm-hmm. There was no pressure on the Heat tonight. They don't win the series in five games. There's no shame in that. They can go back home. But all of a sudden, game six, all the pressure is on the Heat. Yeah, no question. No question. Because you don't want a game seven. No. no in New York. Oh, well, we do. But, yeah, no, yes, they, they don't, don't want a game seven no, for they sure. they don't want a game seven. No, no. they don't want a return trip. Because in the game seven. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. They do not want that. Uh, Jan's in Yonkers. What's up, Jan? Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Great win. Great win. I have a couple of points to make. Actually, one. It seems to me, Adebayo, uh, is he targeting Julius uh, for some reason? I mean, first, it's an ankle issue in game 77. Uh, I'm sorry, towards the end of the season. I'm not sure if that was game 77. Whenever we play the Heat in the regular season, finish up that uh, regular season with them. Then it's the ankle a couple of games ago. I think he steps a little bit on his ankle. Now it's the eyeball. Okay? This is getting out of hand. All right? Seriously. Also, Jalen's blown to the floor. Uh, He took so many charges in the last game. He got bumped all over the place, banged all over the place. Hardly got any calls going his way. Okay? Now it's Josh Hart now who seems to be targeted, uh, you know, in so many silly ways, and he has to get sent to the bench after three fouls uh, in the first half. You know, it's just very unusual. I just think that they're going after those three players, uh, um, Jalen, Julius, and Josh. And uh, thanks for taking my call. Your thoughts. And again, right. great win. Hope right, get it yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the phone call. I just think it's the physical nature of what this series is. I don't think they're targeting each other. Uh, listen, if, if you are, if you're Miami, you understand that if you can control Brunson and Randall, the Knicks will have a hard time beating you. Those are their top two guys. Just like the Knicks are trying to contain uh, Jimmy Butler and uh, Bam Adebayo, who are their top two guys. So, yeah, it's going to be physical. It's the playoffs. It's it's the way it is. I don't think it's intentional. I just think that they're just playing hard going after it. If you think that you're upset with the whistles tonight, imagine being a Heat fan. I, I, can, I can guarantee you right now, with the way things turned out, the Knicks would sign for that exact same whistle in game six, going to the foul line twice as many times as uh, the Heat did. They would love to have that crew with the travel. Yes, with yes. Can you guys make the trip? What, what are you guys doing on Friday? We'll, we'll fly <laughs> you down. You guys pick the seats, whatever, wherever you want. First class is good. Yep, We're absolutely. Good. What would you We're like good. to eat? What can yeah. we get you? Yeah, whatever you want. You want some slippers? You want a little blankie? A little nap yeah. time? Whatever you absolutely. guys want. You want? <laughs> we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas. He's next on 98.7. What's up, Trey? What's going on, fellas? Trey. Appreciate y'all taking the call, man, like always. Um, yeah, this is a good win. I thought uh, Gordon's analysis of the flagrant foul was, uh, of course, you know what I'm saying, uh, it was on point. Uh, 
uh, there was also a, a point in this game, G. Larry. I don't know if y'all picked up on it. In the third quarter, seven and a half minutes left, uh, we got a little something going under the basket, and uh, Julius Randle makes an extra pass. Mm-hmm. I, and then what happened was uh, we, we ended up getting right, and then Brunson ends up coming back hitting the three. Mm-hmm. To me, that was a that was like the to me that was the turning point of the game. I don't know if anybody else feels that way. I kind of felt like. Jalen Brunson kind of said to himself, "Yo, let me let me take this game over, man. Because clearly we trying to follow thirty, and thirty ain't got it, man. It, it, it's mm-hmm. the body language for me, man. It's always the body language with this dude, man. And it's like he's just sure he could. I, Gordon, could you not dust this guy in a game of poker? Could you not dust <laughs> Julius Randle? I, mean, uh, I understand what you're saying. I, I don't know. I don't know his poker skills, but yes, his, his oh, body God, language at times. I'm, ta- I'm taking he's all his money." I'm taking all his money, and I'm not really good at that. I mean, I've seen rounders a couple of times. I mean, I'm not really good like facts, all facts. So, I, again, we gutted out a win tonight. I don't think those whistles, we're going to get those whistles in South Beach on Friday night. That I, would, I, would bet, I would be willing to bet that you are not going to get those whistles on Friday oh, night. Oh, oh, God, what is Scott Foster doing on Friday night? Is he busy? Mm. Oh, oh. I need me a Scott Foster game, man. I need me a Scott Foster game ASAP, please. Can we get the league on the line? <laughs> I, I, I also like that uh, play that um, that Grimes made, man. When he was when he had uh, when he got hit when he got hurt, mm-hmm. and then he still Great ripped play. Jimmy Butler. I, that was yep. man. We needed that. Th- those are energy plays that we need. You know what I mean? Because like I said, the, the three guys tonight, Brunson. Randall and Barrett, they the numbers look good. It's just it's just a body language with Randall. I like RJ's aggression and and the general's the general man. You, you put that ball in his hand, man. I'm telling you that the good things are going to happen. But those whistles, we got, those whistles are not happening on Friday night. No. I, I promise you no. that. It, it bothers me. Well, they they have to play through it, Trey. Thanks for the phone call. They they got to play smarter because they know they're not getting those. They know. No, and you they, know and that going in. And please. Can somebody put tape over Julius Randle's mouth for Friday? Because you know he's going to start pouting and, and complaining and yelling. And, you know we're already short. We can't afford to lose him. But I will give him credit for tonight because he did mm-hmm. start off slow, and, yep, and sometimes that has had a tendency to spiral. And yep. that did not. Now maybe it was the fact that he sat for a little longer than he would ordinarily sit. I think he didn't come back in until there was about four minutes left in the, in the second quarter. So maybe that was the the story there. I don't know, but he did he did find a way to kind of shake off that bad start, and that has not always been the case with him. Has not. Normally, it it goes downward. Mm-hmm. But he was give him credit. He was he was he was closer to the Randall that we expect. Gordon, he was mm-hmm. closer to that guy. That's the guy we've seen during the season. That's what we saw tonight. And you know, as Nick fans, that's all we're looking for. Gordon, that's that's all we we know. It's tough. We know the Miami's a tough D, but. You know, give us something. If they're going to have a shot on Friday, they're going to need him too. They're going to need everybody. Jordan's in Jersey. What's up, Jordan? What's up, Larry? How are you? Larry, how are you? Uh, Gordon and I are doing great. Jordan, what's happening, my friend? Well, I wanted to talk about – so I want to take you back to game two. I'm watching the game. I think it was game two, watching the game with some friends. I said Jalen Brunson was a top 15 player in the league. I got, I got laughed at. Now, after tonight, elimination game, JB goes out there and drops, what, 35, 7, and 7? Say what you want about Jalen Brunson. 
is he the most talented player in the league? No. Is he the most physically gifted player in the league? No, right? 6'2", not the best athlete in the world, not an elite shooter. There's a very long list of guys in the NBA with more natural talent than Jalen Brunson and who put a very similar number to Jalen Brunson this season. But, Larry, how many guys in the league realistically are doing what Jalen Brunson did tonight? How many guys in the league are going out and dropping 35-7-7 in an elimination game in Madison Square Garden? Like, I think we need to start appreciating what this guy is doing. Like what the other caller was saying, this team follows Jalen Brunson. I don't think that's a slight at Randall. Jalen Brunson is the heart and soul of this Knicks team. There's a very short list of guys in the NBA who are going out there and putting their team on their back in an elimination game like he did tonight. I think it's truly a special performance, and I think we're really underappreciating this. Well, I'll say this, Jordan. Thanks for the phone call. I don't think we're underappreciating it tonight it, because we wouldn't have this win if it wasn't for him putting that performance out there. Does it cause you in a conversation to kind of reevaluate where he is and where he ranks in the league? Yeah, it does. Because this is it's the same point we were making the other night, Gordon, about Julius Randle. This is where you show who you really are in front of the whole league, national TV, all right? You're playing in an elimination game, say, trying to save your team's season. And some players don't show up in situations like this, Gordon, but Jalen Brunson did. So, no, I don't think we're undervaluating what he did tonight. Although you'd have to say the fact that he was snubbed for the All-Star game, the All-NBA teams came out today. He was not on any of the, top, uh, any of the three teams. Randall made it, but Brunson did not. Uh, there are people still sleeping on him, but I don't think that they are people that are watching Nick games regularly. Certainly not this year, because he has been sensational this year. He's been incredible. Incredible. More of your calls are next on 98.7 ESPN. A little nap yep. time? This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. The Knicks played pretty good defense tonight, Gordon Damer, at the Garden, where they win game five. And now trail the series 3-2, heading to Miami in the game you'll hear right here on 98.7 ESPN Friday night as they try to extend the series to a seventh and deciding game back oh, at the Garden. Oh, that be fantastic. That would be sensational. It would be. No two words in sports are better. Game seven. Hmm. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Let's head back to the phones. Tashi's in the story. Hey, Tashi. Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. You got it, man. What's up? Yeah, this last night you were saying Knicks haven't played the best game yet, so how do you like it today? I love it, Tashi. I yeah. love it today. I love, that they, I, I love it that they played their best game, and I love it, Tashi and Gordon, that they made me out to be a liar. I said they would... Lose tonight, uh, and I'm so happy they didn't listen to me. Hopefully, that it's going to continue, and the Miami's going to have a more bad shooting streak. And also, what's, what about the name Foul Line Rob? Foul Line Rob. <laughs> Foul Line Rob. Huh. Okay. We'll take it into consideration, Tashi. Thanks for checking in. It's better than some other ones. Yes. And I don't think we need to go to whoever came up with the term load management. That guy, <laughs> that guy does not get a vote in this. <laughs> 
But <laughs> he's I making enough that money. I don't know that that's a winner either. He's making enough money. Load oh. management. Load management. You can't have a rewrite on load management? Oh, no. my Lord. Awful. Awful. Heat are a minus four for game six. Really? Yeah. So the wow. Knicks are getting four points in that game six, which is pretty good. That's great. Yeah. That's, great. That's a lot On closer than I would thought. Absolutely. Be interesting to I, see I, if there's I, a lot of movement. Be, yeah. Hmm. Maybe they're one. Maybe they're waiting to see you know quickly. And I don't think he's going to play in the series personally. I really don't. Again, but maybe we're they're not just doctors. Waiting to see. But yeah. uh, the the boot, it didn't look like. I don't think you usually go from a boot in game five to a, <laughs> a <laughs> uniform six. in game six. I don't think. But again, shoot them up, doctors. Gordon. Who shoot them up. Right. Shoot Who, knows? Up. Who knows? Who knows? The adrenaline up. gets going. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Richard to Manhattan. Hey, Richard. Larry, Gordon, can you imagine if the Knicks win on Friday what tickets will be going for on Sunday at the Garden? I'd say seven, eight, nine thousand dollars just to get into golf. Man, uh, you know how body parts on the black market to be getting into the garden on that day. (laughs) That's right. Wow. You know, there's so many times I thought they were going to lose that game. I mean, first quarter they didn't look good at all. It looked like the same old thing, and then when uh, 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 Robinson went to the line a couple of times, I said, "Oh no, here we go. They found our weakness." And then when uh, R.J. Uh, held the ball for five seconds, yep. I mean, there were just so many times, but uh, they shocked us. And uh, Brunson, he may, him and Grimes may have to play 48 again. They may have they may. to do it. There's nothing else you can do. And, you know, Brunson, best best playoff game since Bernard King in 84, Larry. And, and that was a couple of those both series against Detroit yeah. and the Celtics. Yeah. So Brunson, he's got to lead us. And, it was a great game. It was the fans. You know, it was funny. I had the game on the radio in the beginning, and Wally and Ed were saying that the fans entering in were a lot cautious. You know, they, were, they weren't their usual selves. They, they were very cautious because they were worried. They were worried. They knew that there's a good chance that they can lose the game. So it was very, very tenuous. But it was a great win. Let's see. You know, we, we could say we're playing with house money Friday. You know, no one expects us to win. Maybe they'll be loosey-goosey. But, Hope uh, so. Hope yeah, so. Larry, Gordon, always a pleasure, fellas. Thank All you, right. guys. Thanks, Richard. Gordon, in the few seconds, well, a few minutes we have left, um, good day for both local baseball teams. We'll start off with Volpe and the rampaging Yankees who keep running up. Is there any way uh, you doing another series with Oakland? Oh God, can we get Oakland? Can I know they're moving? Can we move them into the American League East? Can they take over the stadium when the Yankees are out of town or something like that? Or anything we could do to help them because they yes. have been a godsend. They, the Yankees actually look like a, a professional team again when they their yeah. offense goes up against Oakland. Yeah, and um, the only thing I'll say about professional team is the Mets are concerned is they got a professional pitching effort from Justin Verlander today. Yes, and 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 you got to kind of hope that he's going to stabilize things in that rotation because you, you certainly could use it. And somebody decided to uh, pitch to Pete Alonso again, Larry. And and that would and not happen again. Yeah. <laughs> it cost them the game. Yep. That was not smart. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. And, uh, you know, once again, the Mets, you know, just, just – just blowing home plate up with runs. <laughs> just yep. keep, they got keep two going. of them. They, they had a going. bunch of hits in the game, but they just couldn't. They could not get that big hit. 
No, they're really struggling. They are really, really struggling. That looks like one of the games the Yankees had last year where they had one for seven with runners in scoring possession. They left yeah. 11 men on base, and they went 2-1. Yeah. So you'll take it, the win, though. As Kay says, a small village. Yeah, it was it's good to see village. David Robertson getting a save. It feels like it's been a while since that's been the case. Yeah, well, he gets a lot of holds. <laughs> he doesn't get a lot of <laughs> right. saves. Right. Um, Harvey, I got 20 seconds. Give me your thoughts. Devils tomorrow night, Carolina. They win. Okay. We'll see. Well, you know, if they don't win, he's going to be in a miserable mood tomorrow night. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of expect it. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's over. You know, not every team can step up to the challenge of a must-win game like the Knicks. <laughs> see, Gordon even brings our staff together. Much uh, less that's people. what I'm about. <laughs> that's what I'm about. I'll text Harvey while that game's going on tomorrow night. <laughs> uh, like, like we were texting back and forth? Yeah. Luck, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Gordon, I'll see you tomorrow night. we got a full show, my friend. We'll be able to talk about a lot of stuff. All right. Sounds good, Larry. That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. We thank you for joining us. We'll follow Dan Grasso tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. Harvey Joe, thank you very much. Freddie and Fitzsimmons, continue the conversation. NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball next on 98.7 ESPN. Want a little blanky?